The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today. It is Thursday morning, and I am super excited for today's show because anytime I get to hit this button... Over and over and over again, just gleefully hitting that button. I'm very excited. So this is Fantasy Feud Day and fill-in-the-blank day and a little bit of Scott Fishbowl Day on Fantasy Football today. Welcome, Jamie and Heath. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. I can't remember the last time I've actually played a game on this. Uh, Yes, you can. You're wrong about that. Uh, You can't. Good. Yes, you don't get to play a lot of the games. I'm excited about that. Uh, so let's see, what, what are the, let's see how you're going to do in these categories. Um, they're kind of tough. I, I, well, the third ones, I think you're, I think you're going to win. Heath, I think I, Jamie's going to win. I will say without a doubt, when we get to the last question, Jamie will have a chance to win. <laughs> um, like, I don't know what's going to happen before the last question, but I know when we get to the last question, Jamie will have a chance. Now you usually beat Dave a lot in these, right? Um, yeah, I, I guess, you're just um, really good at these things. My all-time things. game record is inflated because of the uh, competition that I've faced on HQ. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've won more than I've lost. <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, we'll get started shortly here. I do want to talk about the Scott Fishbowl, but not so much that specific draft <clears throat> in that specific format. But it is a draft that we are all doing in different leagues. This is a, a, a big tournament of more than 3,000 people in a whole bunch of leagues. So I I just had a draft pick that to me, and I don't know how you guys feel. I've said this before and and nobody's ever really agreed with me, but I'll (laughs) say it again. I don't really know how I truly, truly feel about a player in fantasy until I'm on the clock in a real draft, in a real team that I'm playing out. And then I personally feel like I get a little bit more clarity. And I did have a moment like that uh, in the Scott Fishbowl. But... um, I wanted to know if you guys had any decisions that you made 
Uh, and let's try to avoid the whole tight end premium super flex thing, but just comparing two players maybe that you were deciding between and a decision you made, Heath, if you want to start, that uh, you thought was interesting. Well, you already ruined the one that I was going to say because <laughs> at the 3-4 turn, I had to choose two of Devontae Adams, Daniel Jones, and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. And I let Hawkinson go. And I was thankful that I got David Njoku later, so it, it turned out okay. Um, but just my most recent pick, and it's kind of relevant to recent news, I at the nine ten turn, I believe. I don't know. I'm lost. Um, but Traylon Burks was my by far my top rated wide receiver left, and I actually took Jordan Addison and Gabe Davis over Traylon Burks because of being scared about the DeAndre Hopkins betting odds, which we were fooled by that back in April with the NFL draft. So I don't know that that necessarily means. But DeAndre Hopkins is like minus two fifty to go to Tennessee now. Um, which would be a bad thing for Traylon Burks. Okay, that's a great call. I was actually deciding between all of those players, and I took a running back. So <laughs> with the hope that one of them will be there with my next well, pick. Well, I only had one wide receiver in the first eight rounds, so it uh, was time to take a couple of wide receivers. Jamie, how about you? Anything that you thought was interesting from a player debate standpoint in your Scott Fishbowl drafts? I'm only four picks in, so I'm probably not the best person to ask because <laughs> we're very slow. So, uh, but... I did I did have a little bit of a dilemma between I took Kyle Pitts with my fourth pick and it was between him and I I'd started with um two quarterbacks and, and a receiver, uh Herbert, Dak, and CeeDee Lamb. And I was should I, you know, take a running back at this point. But I thought Kyle Pitts, you know, if he hits, it's it's the upside that you're looking for. And, and again, you mentioned tight end premium, so that was why I went with him at that point. Do you remember who you were deciding between? Uh it was between him. And uh, Jameer Gibbs, I believe. Oh, okay. Obviously not a not a decision you would make in a non-tight end premium league, but in this format, right. point per point per reception, point per first down, and for tight ends, it's double for both of those stats. So it's crazy. And it's a point a quarter a point for a carry, which yeah. we don't think Gibbs is going to be real high in that. Like Gibbs is this is probably Gibbs' worst format. Yes. And I this was sparked by my choosing Khalil Herbert uh, ahead of. James Cook, Zach Charbonnet, Samaj P. Ryan, which was really tough. I, that was the one I was really deciding between. And the Washington running backs. I, I went with Herbert over Cook, Charbonnet, P. Ryan, and the Washington running backs. And I guess I just like Herbert more than I realized. Probably more, certainly more than his ADP. Love him at his value. If you don't have to make that decision, you can get two of those guys. Um, but, yeah, it was just kind of a, a big moment for me. I uh, I think that if you look at Herbert, Cooks, Charbonnet, those three specific... Uh, Cook, not Cooks. Herbert, Cook, and Charbonnet. I think Herbert has the best chance of having a significant role without an injury. A significant fantasy role. Like, enough touches to really matter in fantasy without an injury to someone else. It's... Uh, I, I think... It, for me, it's tough, and I have them back-to-back in my rankings between him and, and Cook. Because I think it's they're, they're in somewhat similar scenarios from a competition standpoint. Because I, I could see Roshan Johnson being the best running back for Chicago because he's sort of an unknown commodity because of the lack of work he had in college because he was playing behind Bijan, you know, from just a you know maybe where his ceiling lies. But I think if James Cook gets the touches that he probably warrants, he was so efficient last year that he could just. Explode, but obviously Damian Harris is there, and we know the Bills' running backs haven't exactly been great. So it's 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 easy to bet on on Herbert if that's the route you want to go. Now, P. Ryan clearly, if he is the guy in Denver, which it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case right now, 
But if he is the guy for any stretch of games in Denver, that's going to be the one you you regret. Yeah. It, yeah, it's that's uh that group. Like I think Charbonnet is probably the least likely to have a big role without an injury. Right. Um I think Gibson and Robinson might be more likely than Herbert just because I think those two will share all the touches, but yeah, it's it's they're all so different and there's not one sure thing in the group. Right. And actually, I, I mean, do share your sentiment about when you're on the clock, mm-hmm. and I adjust my rankings all the time when we do drafts because, like, okay, yeah, this I have this guy ranked. I don't want him there, you know. So I was like, I, I got to change that. You know, it it right. it does sort of sway my my feeling because I, I like to base my rankings on how I would draft as opposed to this guy makes the most sense here. It's you know part of how my process differs from Heath with projections. You know, so it, it it's really more okay. I want this guy at this spot. Now, clearly, teams will dictate that, you know, how your, your your build is going. But it does. If I'm player for player and this guy makes more sense to me, I switch it. Yeah, I think the last thing I'd say is just we always tell people to, you know, swing for the fences at some points in your draft. You get guys with high upside. And I think that Charbonnet, I would, I would compare him to Tony Pollard last year, except Pollard was better than I thought he would be even when Zeke was healthy. Um, but... You know, Char- like I don't know that Khalil Herbert could be a league winner necessarily, but I do think with a Walker injury, Charbonnet certainly could be. So the difference is that in this league, it's so hard, and it's Scott Fishbowl, it's just so hard. You, you draft like 20-something rounds, and there's so many. There, it, it's hard to build running back depth, uh, you know, and there's nothing on the waiver wire. But if you're not in a league like that, you know, I probably, I, I think I would take Charbonnet over Herbert because I feel like I'd be able to, through the draft, through free agency, pick up running backs that, can get the job done every now and then. But Charbonnet has that, you know, yes, you do need an injury for it to happen, but injuries happen, and Charbonnet has that league-winning upside uh, If in that case. Okay, uh, Heath, tell us about the Fantasy Football Today Dynasty podcast, which has a new home. It does have a new home. You can go anywhere that you get podcasts and search for Fantasy Football Today Dynasty. The response so far has been... Fantastic. The first episode will be next Tuesday. The first episode in the new stream will be next Tuesday. We have Graham Barfield coming on to talk about advanced running back stats. Uh, we plan on at least one episode per week on Tuesdays. Again, starting next Tuesday. Anywhere that you get podcast Fantasy Football Today, Dynasty. Also, I am doing a mailbag next week, and I'm taking a page out of Adam Azer's book because he is the the goat of podcast hosts. <laughs> I'm going to write a mailbag just built around questions we get off of five-star reviews on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So if you go do a five-star review and ask a question, send us a screenshot of it. I will actually be looking for them, but I think I mean, we're already at 75 reviews, so it might wow. be hard for me to find all of them. Amazing. Yes, go go put a review in, go ask a question. I'll write a mailbag next week. I will answer your question. Yeah, and and if you leave a review, please don't only leave a question. And this goes for the, both feeds, yeah. right? Leave a comment, tell people why you like the show, make, you know, give people who are searching a reason to listen to either Fantasy Football Today or Fantasy Football Today Dynasty and then leave your question and we'd appreciate it. And I do I, have a mailbag coming up tomorrow in this feed as well. And we had a question in the chat from Dawn. I I want to clarify. We're talking about podcast feed. Like YouTube, it's the YouTube show. Like like DFS is still going to show up here, right? And but DFS is sometimes put into our podcast feed. Dynasty right. was has been, but now it's going to have its own home. So you can just go subscribe to that podcast, which is going to which is awesome. 
All right, news and notes. You know, we don't really have anything new, but I, I feel like I glossed over the Saquon Barkley thing a little bit la- yesterday. Uh, Jamie, you weren't even on yesterday, so I'll give you a chance to talk about this with the report from ESPN that his week one status would be in jeopardy if he does not come to a long-term agreement with the Giants by Monday's deadline. After Monday, they can't negotiate anymore. It's either you play on the franchise tag for this year or you don't play. Um, you know, the report was that Barkley's week one status is reportedly in jeopardy. I don't think we made too much of it yesterday, uh, but what do you think about it, Jamie? I think it's just a lot of posturing on both sides. You know, I, I think, you know, the, the, the difference between Saquon and Jacobs is the markets that they play in in terms of the reports you're going to get because there's so much that's going to come out of New York by comparison to the people who cover the team in, in Las Vegas. And that's no slight on them. It's just the amount of coverage that you get. And so, you know, reading a lot of the stuff on Barkley is that this is their attempt to, you know, sort of, get the guaranteed money that he's looking for. You know, that's the thing you got to look at is what the guaranteed money is as opposed to the length of the uh, potential deal if he does sign one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jacobs and Barkley both play this out into the beginning of training camp, early part of training camp, that they don't show up and they make a big deal out of this if they are playing on their franchise tag. But I'd be very surprised if both guys are not on the field week one because there's just too much to lose if they don't show up before week one from what their long-term, I think, appeal would be. I think both of these guys don't want to get franchised again next year. Uh, they probably want some assurances about that. All right, tomorrow you want? Sorry, Heath. You want to? No, I just think the way the running back market is going, like if they get franchise tagged again next year, it might be the best deal they could get. Like what's, right. a, what's right. a double franchise tag, and then it costs them like twelve to fifteen million, isn't it? It's it's like a percentage higher than what you know. It's ten point one million this year, and then that plus a percentage higher. You know, I don't know, twenty percent higher. So yeah, it'd probably be about 12, 12 and a half million, something like that next year. So that's a two-year, tw- guaranteed 23-ish million dollar contracts. Not terrible. Right. Um, all right. Uh, tomorrow's show, I already teased, is going to be a mailbag. We're also going to have Dr. David Chow on tomorrow, the pro football doc. So if you have questions about Javante Williams, Brees Hall, um, Aaron Rodgers, and he was playing through that thumb last year, and you know... I know Dr. Chow is optimistic about Aaron Rodgers this year. I went on his podcast yesterday. But, uh, you know, Dobbins and all that stuff, we'll, we'll answer those questions for you. Uh, we'll ask Dr. Chow. He will answer those questions for you. So that should be a good one tomorrow. Pretty important stuff here. Let's do some fill in the blank. This is from our Twitter audience. Thank you, Twitter. Sorry, Threads. I have not posted since the first day of Threads. Uh, still trying to figure out that balance in my life. But here on Twitter, fill in the blank from Christian. If DeAndre Hopkins signs in Tennessee, Traylon Burke should be drafted in the blank round. Ten? Oh, boy. Uh, what did you say, eight? I said ten, but... I'll split the difference. I'll say nine. This is from Caleb. If a free agent running back signs with Dallas, Tony Pollard needs to move to RB blank. That's so hard to say because who's the running back? So well, how much does it matter other than Dalvin Cook? Like Cook would obviously be a big deal, but other than him, how much does it matter who that running back is? I don't know if I would move him if it was Kareem Hunt. I don't know if I would move him really slightly. I'd move him slightly if it was Zeke or Fournette. Yeah, I've got him at six now. I would say maybe 10. That'd probably be the lowest I'd go. Okay. Um, it, from Tyler, blank is the top 20 receiver I'm most worried about returning on value. Based on ADP? Sure, let's do that. DeAndre Hopkins. 
Oh, wow. Well, yes. If that's the case. Um, yeah, Hopkins is... Nope, he's 22. Well, it depends which ADP you look at. But sure, he counts. He's could be wide receiver 20 in some drafts. The most... Oh, man. I, I think... I think... Debo is Chris Samuel? Godwin in the top 20? Uh, he is... No, 27. Okay. Debo for me, Metcalf. I guess I got to be a little worried about Jerry Judy, you know? <laughs> Judy would be my answer, yes. Yeah, he's uh, right. Yeah, I'm looking at right now Fantasy Pros. Debo's at 19. He'd be my guy. Or Metcalf at 15. Okay. Um, let's see. From Greg, here are some Dynasty questions. The CBS crew will create more Dynasty leagues with listeners if... I think it's probably going to happen next year. If you wait until next year. <laughs> uh, if we get 500 five-star reviews. <laughs> uh, keep donating 20 grand. We appreciate it. Yes. yes. We, we had, you, you all may know about one person who did that to get in the Dynasty League. What you don't know is that another person did that. So we've raised over $40,000 on two spots in our Dynasty, our startup Dynasty League. Uh, incredible. So thank you to, to both of those uh, guys. Who, are, who have pledged to, to this. Obviously, they don't know this. They've pledged to donate $20,000 every year for the diet. No, just kidding. <laughs> just that I'd you know, make their jaws drop for half a second there if they were listening. Um, also from Greg, you should randomize divisions in your Dynasty League every blank years. Um. This shouldn't be that hard, too. I don't. I only have one division, so I, you don't ever have to randomize it. Yeah, why do you just eliminate divisions? All right, well, if you have divisions, every two years for me. Okay. After blank failed attempts, a, pro- a proposed new league rule shouldn't be brought up again until blank. One, one year. Yeah, the following year. Okay. This is from McGuire. We can reasonably expect Kadarius Tony to play blank games this season. Eight. <laughs> eight. That, that was exactly what I was thinking. Was I mean, I think the other answer would be zero, but eight. I okay. So really, eight. I mean, that's what is your injury philosophy as of right now? Because I bring this up a lot. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders. They played seventeen games last year. Nobody could have forecasted that. Should we really be projecting people to miss? You know, nine games. Um, no, but I mean, this guy's oh, so, uh, 10 games, 12 games. I don't know. I mean, what, what you can't expect him to play a full season, right? I don't know. Well, I shouldn't say you can't, you shouldn't expect him to play a full season at this point. Like McCaffrey, does, a, and, yeah, McCaffrey, Sanders and Cook had all played like 14 games multiple times in the NFL and like taken 300 hits and I'm not projecting him to play nine games. I just said reasonably expect. You can't reasonably expect him to play 17. I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I reasonably expect game, X amount of games played for any player any, anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a few players. Rashad Penny is someone that I expect. We're just trying to fill in the blank, Adam. I know, but I, <laughs> okay, fair. Um, from Yogi, fill in the blank. Blank is the best novelty ice cream. What does that mean? Is that a flavor or a brand? Ice cream sandwiches? Oh, I was thinking like Moose Tracks or Moose Rocky tracks, right? Road. I don't know. 
But I like Moose Tracks. Moose Tracks is great. What's Moose Public? Tracks? Yeah. Moose Tracks, what is that? Like Moose Droppings? Pub, I don't know. If we're, I've, I've only seen it in Publix. Like Publix makes uh, Moose Tracks ice cream, chocolate and vanilla, I believe. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just like a bunch of stuff thrown in there. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. And the other one from Yogi was George Pickens will finish as wide receiver blank with a Deontay Johnson injury. 32. If Deontay gets hurt, I'll say 22. All right, this is from Saeed. If Dalvin, Cook's, Dalvin Cook signs with the Patriots, he is RB blank and Ramondre Stevenson is RB blank. Uh, at the end of the season or draft or ranking? Should be pretty similar, right? I mean, I guess let's do, what would your rankings be? If Cook signs with the Patriots, where would you rank those guys? Uh, Stevenson will be 18 and Cook will be 26. I was going to say 30 and 31. Okay. That's very low. Wow. So that would be a pretty big. How would you have any idea who's going to be like? Yeah. No, that sucks. It would suck. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, this is from Mark. The quarterback wide receiver stack I'm targeting in drafts is blank. Um, targeting. Uh, Burrow Chase. I don't know. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, that's more of a best ball question, I guess. But. Um, I will say Tua Tyreek. There, there's, there's a lot to there, – there, there's an easy way to get a lot of them if you're just looking at the way the receivers go because a lot of the high-end receivers, aside from Chase, their quarterbacks are not being drafted relatively high. Yeah, I think Ridley Lawrence, uh, you know, if, for me as a, as a flyer, Judy Wilson – um, what was the other one? Like DK or a, a Seattle receiver and Geno Smith. Oh, Cooper and Watson, I think, is a, is a pretty good stack. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you think about it. You can get Cousins late. You can get um, Stafford late, you know, if you draft Cup. You can draft Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. You can draft St. Brown and, and Goff. I, I guess a tough one would be the Eagles guys and Hurts. You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough combo. And, obviously, Mahomes and Kelsey is a tough combo, but – you know, it's 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 certainly doable. Like I just did in the fishbowl, you know, Dak and, and Lamb. Yeah. Yep. All right. And this is from Kale. Blank is the best way to cook burgers this summer. Yeah. You know, we all know what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I scroll all the way up. Uh, one minute into our show, Joshua said, I tried to bake a burger and it was decent, but it did taste like meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break on that note. When we come back, we're playing Fantasy Feud. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. So excited for this next segment. I got three categories. It is fantasy feud time. For you guys to buzz in, you just need to say your name. That's going to be, you know, to open up each category. If you get the number one answer on the board, you can decide to either pass or play. You will get three strikes if you are playing. And once you get to three strikes, the other person will have a chance to steal. So that's how it works. All right. uh, The first category. And again, if you want to buzz in, say your name. Most 20 plus. Oh, sorry. The top eight answers are on the board. Oh, wow. Yeah. Top eight. Most, <laughs> but listen, no, you, you don't have to, you don't have to get all eight. Right. right. That's the thing. All right. You just have to get the easy ones. So the person who's trying to steal can't most 20 plus yard carries in 2022. Jamie. Jamie. Derek Henry. That is the number two answer. Heath, you have a chance. It's actually tied for number two to get the number one answer. Heath. Uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, no, he's tied for fifth, one okay. of the eighth. So, Jamie, you have control. Would you like to pass or play? I will pass. Thank you. Oh, all right. Okay, Heath, what do you got here? Most 20-plus um, yard carries. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that is correct. He is tied with Tony Pollard. He had nine. Okay. So... We have uh, five more on the board. Okay. Um... Christian McCaffrey. Very good. He is also tied. I'm going to give you five seconds for each guess. Ken Walker. Very good. He is tied for second with 10. Travis Etienne. Three players left on the board. Most 20-plus yard carries in 2022. Um, you know, let's just shoot one out of, out of left field. Justin Fields. Hey! Very good. He was tied for second with 10 carries of 20-plus yards. Nobody's gotten the number one answer yet. Heath only has one strike. Two players left to guess. Most 20-yard carries in 2022. I mean, he had so many. I guess I'll say Josh Jacobs. Did not make the cut. Nick Chubb. That is correct. That is the number one answer. That means there's one player left who had... Who was tied for with the fifth most carries of twenty plus yards? And how many was that? How many did he have? Nine. I I mean, it'd feel dumb if I didn't say this name, so I'll say Austin Eckler. All right, Jamie has a chance to steal. One answer left on the board. Who is it? Um five. Lamar Jackson. Survey says Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Oh, wow. was the yeah, last that's a good one. one. Yeah. So Heath gets the first category of most 20 plus yard carries in 2022. The next category. Wait, how many points did I get for that? Don't I get a number of points for how many carries they had? I mean, no. You would, <laughs> in theory, you would get points based on how many votes they got, oh, but you okay. know. Um, so how do you keep score in this game? You're up one nothing. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. The next category is a very fun one. Uh, top five answers are on the board. I would recommend if you guys want to take a second, just get the list of teams up. Just get your, okay. get the team. Because this is a dumb one. <laughs> That's what he's telling yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I know it helps. Don't cheat. Don't look at any stats or anything like that. But get right. a list of teams up. Y'all good there? You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. I All got right. standings up. The highest scoring top five answers are on the board. Highest scoring fantasy wide receivers in 2022 who have one syllable last names. Heath. Heath. Stefan Diggs. Number two answer, Stefan Diggs. Jamie, you have a chance to get number one. Um points per game or total points? Total points. Four. Three. Lamb. Two. Uh, he's number four. All right, pass or play, Heath? Um, I'll pass. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right, Jamie, three answers left. Highest scoring fantasy wide receivers in 2022 who have a one-syllable last name. Hill? Tyreek Hill is number one answer in this group, yes. Chase? He was sixth. Um, Brown? Yes. Which one? AJ? Yes. Uh, Smith? <laughs> Who? Which one? Devontae? Yes! Jamie wins! Heath, you totally should have played. You totally yeah, should have played. It's, yeah. Highest scoring fantasy-wide receivers with one-syllable last names. Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Smith. I did have a moment where I was like, wait, Amonra St. Brown's last name is St. Brown, right? But yeah. Uh, all right. We are tied 1-1. Because otherwise he would have been on the list. 1-1. One, one. All right. This is an advanced stat category here. Okay. Uh, the top five answers are on the board. Highest off-target percentage on passes of 15 or more air yards. These are quarterbacks or receivers, their targets were off-target? Yeah, that's a good question. Quarterbacks with the highest off-target percentage on passes of 15 or more air yards. How many attempts did they have to have? They're all, they're all guys who started at least like six to eight games or something. Um, Heath. Heath. Justin Fields. Yes, he had the fifth worst. Uh, oh, Jamie, you have a chance to guess uh, higher than that. Um, Deshaun Watson. All right, he's pass or play. Highest percentage, highest off-target percentage on passes of 15 or more air yards. What the heck? I'll play. Good, good for you. Good for you. All right, what do we got? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes, Baker Mayfield. He is one of the quarterbacks who's been consistently terrible uh, in terms of off-target throws, 15 or more air yards. And he was fourth, by the way. Uh, top Kenny Pickett. Carson Wentz. Really? Man, I stink. I don't know if he qualified, but I think he probably, I think he probably <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, that's, that's true. He probably, um, no, he probably did. Um, Man, I don't know which Jets quarterback would qualify. Um, Let's go with Zach Wilson. All right, wow. Jamie, there the top go, Jamie. three answers are still on the board. You need just one of them. Highest off-target percentage on passes of 15 or more air yards. I know he just gets criticized for this a lot. I don't know if he has the most, though, but Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, Heath, you win. Yeah, Although I think I just Actually, I'm going to give Jamie one more chance to win. Jamie, what, what, no, <laughs> just, what do you mean? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So, who are the three worst in terms of off-target percentage on passes of 15 or more air yards? Number one, 
Marcus Mariota. Uh, That hurt Kyle Pitts badly. Lamar Jackson, number two. And Matthew Stafford, number three. And a little bit fantasy relevant here because two of these guys have been in the bottom five three of the past four years. And that's Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Uh, And then Justin Fields was third worst in 2021 and fifth worst in 2022. So, Jamie, is this anything that we need to be worried about for DJ Moore, for Mike Evans potentially? I'm not sure if it matters for the Lamar Jackson group, maybe Bateman, but um, what do you think? These guys have been for at least two years, Fields for two years, and Jackson for all but one year of his career, Mayfield for three of the last four years. Very inaccurate throwing the ball downfield. I mean, obviously it's a flaw, but I think, you know, in in the case for Fields, he's been throwing to junk, you know, for two years. And so DJ Moore is is clearly an upgrade. At least that would be the hope, you know. So I would give him somewhat of the benefit of the doubt that he's going to have a better pass catcher. Uh, For Baker, you know, again, this is the best receiving core he's ever had. You know, certainly the best duo. I I don't think you can compare as good as, you know, maybe at the time Landry and Beckham were. These two are better in Evans and Godwin. So hopefully again, they help him out a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly something that's a knock against those receivers because the quarterback play is not necessarily as productive as you would like to see from some of the other players, other quarterbacks who throw the ball downfield with more success. And and I wonder, Adam, you mentioned that, or Jamie mentioned that what, what Justin Fields was throwing to, and we know what Lamar Jackson was throwing to. I wonder if there's any, like if the guys who are often high on that list don't have good wide receivers. And I know it, yeah. it, it, in theory, whether it's on or off target should be independent of the guy you're throwing to. It should, but be, I right. don't know that that's totally true either. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think look, if you guys, if you have guys who get open downfield, it's probably easier to throw an on target pass, and whether rather than if you're throwing a jump ball to somebody who's not open, you know, you don't want to get intercepted. So it's a good point. Um, I wonder, like for example, and and I know it's hard to say because the sample size is probably small, but like. What's Geno Smith's career numbers versus what it was last year? Right. Or what was what was Patrick Mahomes' on-target percentage on deep throws before last year and last year? Well, Geno was the most accurate, or the the, the least inaccurate. Geno had the best off-target. 14.6% off-target rate was number one. Uh, Mahomes was number six. If I look at Geno throughout his career... Um, probably going to be i mean there just weren't that many attempts right yeah that's what i'm saying you know it's like it's hard to it's hard to say and, and we don't see quarterbacks necessarily change teams a lot you know that it has the ability to to show this i'm trying to think of another example of somebody that that may fall into this category well, i looked of, at tua i looked at tua and he was kind of like good below average really good in three seasons you know but he was obviously got got Tyreek Hill and that you would think that would expect that would uh, help his downfield throws. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like for certainly for fields, I could see it improving big time for Mayfield. I think it's been long enough of him being really bad at that. I feel like that's another strike against Evans. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. all we'd keep. Just keep poo-pooing Evans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh, take one more break. Come back, read a few emails here on fantasy football today. Oh, it's over. It's over. Yeah. You win. You're the winner. Fantastic. All right, we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, Wesley has our first email. His league is drafting next Friday, July 21st, much earlier than usual, and before training camp hype affects ADP like crazy. Who are some of y'all's favorite late-round targets with current ADP that you think could jump up post-training camp and or preseason. Um, what do you think? Uh, Nico Collins? Sky Moore. Sky Moore is a great one. I, I wrote about this like two weeks ago. So you, um, there's, but yeah, Sky Moore is a good one. Um, whoever wins the Bears running back job. Yeah. Yes. Um, without an injury. I mean, I, I could see the rookie receivers getting some hype and getting their ADP all just rising. You know, Zay Flowers because Rashad Bateman's foot isn't uh, an injury or foot is a problem still. Um, Smith and the Jigba looks great in camp, and you know his his ADP skyrockets. Jordan Addison gets right. you know the the boost that we're expected to see. We already got the report. We talked about this. You know, or at least I know I sent it to you, Adam. The Quentin Johnston, he's already yeah. a, in the three receiver group. You know, those type of things. You know, you can see those. Those guys all jump up. I've got two more. Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah. If he gets the week one job or looks good. And um, we talked about this one last week, Joe Mixon. Like, assuming everything just stays the same, he's going to go up multiple and, rounds. And Kamara, if it's right. a two-game suspension. Yep. I mean, the question was specifically for late-round targets. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? You're still – you should be thinking about that anyway. Players who could – at any point in the draft that could jump after training camp or whatever. Okay, well, I'll flip the Kamara one around. Uh, Kendra Miller and – and Jamal Williams, their ADP will skyrocket if it's a four-plus game suspension. And I'm gonna I'm gonna impose a, a quota or a, you know a, a ceiling. A quota would be bad. Then I would have to say his name a limited amount of times. You know, at least this many times. But I can only say Russell Wilson's name three to five times. I'd say five times a show at most. But I do think how much is it going to take in terms of reports for people to buy into the Broncos' offense? I think. Enough people would be back on board, uh, and enough I think people would think there's, that there's a difference in buying into the offense and buying into him because you can buy into Judy and sell yourself on him maybe being a fourth round pick. You could buy into Cortland Sutton being better than a eighth or ninth round pick wherever he's going right now. You could buy into Dolchich as maybe a, a 
you know, one of these late tight ends that you're going to take as your starter with the hope that he gets off to a hot start. But I don't know how many people are going to buy in a Russ unless you are so inclined to take two quarterbacks and you already drafted, let's say, one of the top five or six guys. And most people are inclined to take two quarterbacks. Right, but are you drafting Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson or are you drafting Joe Burrow and, let's say, Daniel Jones? Russell Wilson has much more upside than Daniel Jones, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, just based on the rushing. But you can yeah. again, you know, you're you're selling yourself on Russell Wilson, which is fine. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, see no, it's great. It's because... a great feeling. <laughs> I feel great about it. Like never gone wrong before. Uh, okay, next Only up. once really. Yeah, it was really sudden for me, but. Um, Okay, this is from Cody. Good afternoon, Jim, Dwight, and Michael. We know them. I'm involved in a 12-team dynasty league for this upcoming rookie draft. I was offered the the fourth overall pick and Curtis Samuel for my Chris Olave and Van Jefferson. It is a super flex league, and my quarterbacks are Geno Smith, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. He has Cup, Hopkins, Higgins, Waddle, Debo, Olave, and Jefferson. So he's loaded at receiver. Uh, does he trade Olave and Van, uh, Van Jefferson, not Justin Jefferson? Does he trade Olave and Van Jefferson for the fourth <laughs> overall pick and Curtis Samuel? It's a one QB league? No, it's a super flex. Okay, that changes things a little bit. So now you're, Keith, who's fourth for you? Addison or, Nin, or Smith and Jigba? Well, I, th- I thought he was looking to take Young or yeah. Stroud. Right. I told him, I, I, I replied, I don't know, tell me what you think. I told him just to trade Olave for a better veteran quarterback. Yeah, I'm not trading Olave. So to me, this is a no. But you have yeah. Cup, Hopkins, Higgins, Waddle, and Debo. I think you can trade Olave. I would personally try and trade Hopkins for another quarterback. See if you can go turn Hopkins into Daniel Jones or something. Right. That's like that. Or, or I, I would trade, like, go veteran for veteran. Like, see who's got Aaron Rodgers. Like, see who's got. Um, cousin, see who has one of these guys that doesn't have another five to ten years. You know, get someone that you can get you know value out of now. You know, maybe if it's you know it's it's Hopkins for Stafford and a pick. You know, something along those lines. You know, where you're getting still a quarterback you can use, golf or something like that. But but Hopkins would be the, the piece I'd be dangling. Well, everybody, now, I, I, I would if if this draft gets started and for some reason Anthony Richardson's there at four then I'm yes. more interested in making this deal. Yes. Right. But uh, when you have Cup, Hopkins, Higgins, Waddle, Debo, what's wrong with trading Olave for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or something like that? Nothing. In a, in a super flex league. But Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are not Justin right. Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. That's right. my you point. Said, so you, said, you said veteran. I, I don't know if I qualify those guys as veterans. Oh, no. I meant an established... I, I meant get out of the rookie, get out of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and turn okay, Chris Olave well, you're, you're, in, into a great young quarterback. You're, you're talking about one of the better dynasty quarterbacks. Yes. So that's that's a different story. Yes. It's a it's a blockbuster trade, basically. It's Olave who's yes. super high-end for a super high-end quarterback in Superflex. Right. If you could turn Olave into Trevor Lawrence, that's great. Or Justin Fields, that's great. All right, this is from uh, Jay Fields from Chicago, but not Justin, but wishes he was. Half PPR, one QB league. Uh, oh, how many are we keeping here? I don't know, so just rank them. Ken Walker in the 6th, Tua in the 12th, 12th, Calvin Ridley in the 13th. It's Ridley by a mile for me. Yeah, who's second? Uh, Probably 
Tua, because I think Walker in the sixth is about where he should be going. Yep. I'd go Tua and Ridley. But you'd go Ridley first, right? I don't know how many he needs to keep. Yes, Ridley first for sure. Okay, Ridley to uh, Walker. Thank you guys. Quick show today. Appreciate it. Tomorrow, very excited for Dr. Chow to join us. And uh, Dr. Schneier will be joining us as well. Uh, should be a fun mix. And we will answer your questions, Apple Podcast questions, emails, fantasy football at cbsi.com. Have a wonderful Thursday, everybody. Talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.